Welcome back to Practicing Catholic. Patrick Conlon, glad to be with you again, along with Cami Berthium, our producer, Paul Sodic, our technical producer, coming to you through the relevant Radio 1330 AM studios in Golden Valley. Next up, we're speaking with the rector and vice president of the St. Paul Seminary School of Divinity, Father Joseph Taphorn, who joins us in to give us a little bit of an insight into what goes on as part of priestly formation, as it is our annual priestly ordination show. Father Taphorn, welcome to the program. Thank you, Patrick. Great to be here. Absolutely. And I have to start off with, okay, so we just spoke with Deacon Dufford, who was saying that running is a release for him. It's it's a way of resting and having fun. And I asked him if he'd shared that with his discernment committee, because that might be might, might question his sanity somewhat. But then he said that you also are a runner. Is that the case? That is the case. Yes, that's right. So we're, we're both been afflicted with it, I think. So uh, okay, very good. And there do you a handful of us out here? So okay, well that's good. And and obviously then uh, you know he was hopeful of continuing on that even with the demands, all the demands of the priestly life. Obviously, with the demands on your life, which I'm sure are manifold, um, there is still time to run. Yeah. Well, there is, and actually, believe it or not, I um, I was trying to coax some of the men into signing up for the Twin Cities Marathon, which I wow. signed up for. I've, I've done a, a few in my life and did one two years ago. I got no takers, so I'm a little discouraged oh. here. That might be the bigger formation issue is nobody wants to run a marathon with the rector, so uh, someone suggested <laughs> I, I put them under obedience. <laughs> there you go. There you go. require it, but I probably won't go quite that far. But Yeah, well, they, they might be afraid that you're going to show them up. Fine. <laughs> Well, I'm about twice their age, so I I can I can get through it, but it's not uh, not not particularly pretty. Yeah, but I uh, see you you may have been doing it for twice as long too. So <laughs> well, that could there. be. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get down to the business at hand, which is uh, specifically speaking about priestly formation. I'm wondering if you can just give us a snapshot of priestly formation, because you know a lot of us I think um, not in the know would think that, yeah, it's, it's about guys going to classes and they're writing papers and they're learning about, you know, theology, they're learning about the sacraments, they're learning about salvation, they're learning about our Lord, all these things. But there's much more to it than that, isn't there? There is, you know, and that's a great question. And I think our, the understanding of the Church, I think, has changed over time as well. I think that, um, you know, I was in seminary about 25 years ago, and back then, and maybe even a little bit previous to that, I think people viewed it as really largely an academic thing. You know, right. we're, we're graduate students, and you're going to school, or we might say, I'm I'm going to seminary classes. You know, we mm-hmm. use a lot of that language sort of uh, in sort of in the academic realm. In fact, um, you know, following the Second Vatican Council, the, the 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 place sort of in the Vatican congregations that was responsible for seminary formation was the the Congregation for Education. So you kind of mm-hmm. saw a clear kind of alignment with education. Uh, it shifted, and if I remember right, it was it was um, it was either Leighton John Paul or Pope Benedict when when the the supervising congregation became the Congregation for Clergy, not Education, and I think that was a nod, which really began with John Paul II in his uh, Apostolic Exhortation um, back in 1992, which is called Pastoris Daba Vobis, or Latin for "I will give you shepherds," and that really is kind of the seminal document on priestly formation, I'd say, in the modern era. And there's been developments from then, but he, but John Paul articulated four dimensions of priestly formation, and not just one. So again, the one would be well, it's academic. You take classes, you study theology, you pass your classes, and you get ordained a priest after you know four or six years, depending on you know how many courses you need to take. Um, but but John Paul really laid out a new vision, which is no, this is going to be a process of what we now call integrated formation. 
And there are four basic dimensions that that sort of work together in harmony. And that would be, uh, first of all, human formation. So kind of recognizing that grace builds on nature and that, that all of this sort of subsists in in the humanity of the individual. So uh, so a seminarian's human formation. Uh, his Certainly his spiritual formation is kind of seen as, as um, maybe even above the others, that above all we want a holy priest. We want a man who, who has a deep relationship with God, who's given himself over to configuration in Christ, so the spiritual formation. Certainly the academic formation is there, or intellectual formation, we might say more broadly, not just about academic classes and credits, but, but just the life of the intellect. You know, the intellect is ordered towards the truth. Um, doesn't always have to be done in a class. It, that might encompass even sort of the kinds of things he's reading uh, for leisure and, and the arts and music, other ways uh, that we kind of uh, appropriate you know, the true, the good, and the beautiful. And then finally, the pastoral dimension, which would be, okay, what are the skills that this individual needs, this man needs to relate pastorally to people? So certainly liturgical things, how to celebrate the Mass, how to preach, uh, how about celebrate the sacraments, but also things like pastoral counseling or how to run a parish uh, council meeting or how to form a leadership team in a parish. Uh, what are these sort of the kind of the pastoral skill set that he needs that's going to be drawing from his theological studies and his spiritual life um, and his humanity and how he how he's able to build and establish relationships. But we see with this broader vision that these four have to come together, and so it's much, much more than just going to class. It's really a, uh, a really an amazing enterprise that um, that these men sort of sign up for and submit to, and it's it's really impressive uh, to watch their growth as human beings, as men, um, ultimately, of course, as those prepared to be ordained a priest of Jesus Christ. Mm, right, and, and actually, I was going to ask you that too. Is there any way that you can express what some of this, some just observing what that's like when you see these men who are growing in these four capacities, human, spiritual, intellectual, and pastoral, as you see that happening, what what does that do within you? You know, it really is just, uh, I mean, it, certainly there's there's pride, there's joy. Uh, we Last night, we, we honored our uh, men, the four men who will be ordained. Well, actually, the, the whole class is 18 of them, four here from this archdiocese, but we have 18 uh, men in this Theology 4 class who are now deacons who uh, will go off to different dioceses here, and, and principally the upper Midwest, and will serve as priests, so we had a chance to honor them last night. And um, it was really beautiful to hear uh, those responsible for their formation. So each man has a spiritual director. He has a, a priest who serves as a formation director. He has a, uh, one of our lay faculty who serves as an academic advisor. So these would be the kind of people there was, you know, the, the, each seminary could choose somebody to sort of do the toast and the honoring for him last night at our celebration. But to hear these different formators kind of speak into that, right? You know, uh, I remember when you started here, you know, four years ago, six years ago, uh, you know, how you were this or that. And again, kind of reflecting on, on the man's own growth and then just kind of forward looking, you know, what a gift he's going to be uh, for his future parishioners, for the church. Um, and it certainly fills me with great pride. I still see myself as a little bit new. I've been here as rector for two and a half years. Um, and so I, I've, I don't know them as long as some of our faculty, like these men who are, who will be, we say graduating again, right? There's the, the academic word, but who will be leaving us for ordination. But it does fill me with great pride. And, and when you see somebody uh, who, who honestly engages the process of formation, acknowledges areas of growth, and it's really direct conversations that the formators have. And it takes a lot of humility, I think, on the part of the man. Um, but they, they so much desire to want to be configured to Jesus Christ. They desire to serve um, and be the good shepherd, as Jesus was, 
that uh, they're willing to kind of open themselves up to to this process of growth, and it's painful at times, and we have to challenge at times, and 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 you certainly uh, acknowledge and and uh, applaud the the good things and the growth, and you challenge those areas where growth is still needed. But it's a beautiful thing, and it, it, again, it fills me with great joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, kind of echoing the the way of Saint Paul there of of beating our body and and uh, and giving ourselves fixing fixing our eyes on the Lord and running the race in such a way as to win and that sort of thing. So. Um, just a, a really good to hear about the role that our formators play there at the seminary. Now, uh, just looking back on your own seminary formation, did you have formators like that as well? And if so, are are do you still have fond memories of them, and are you still in touch with any of them? You know, yeah, it's, it's interesting that you ask that. I am, as a matter of fact. So, um, you know, I went to, I started in seminary in 1993, which had been a year after Pastoris Dabovobis that I mentioned that kind of laid out the four dimensions. Right. So that was all kind of new. And it's not that it, it, I mean, there were echoes of it even before then, but I think John Paul really crystallized it and made it explicit. Um, but, um, I had a, a, what we call sort of the external formator, the human formation director, who actually is now the Bishop of Phoenix, Monsignor Tom Olmsted, or Bishop Tom Olmsted. He was then mm-hmm. Monsignor Olmsted. I went to the Josephinum in Columbus, Ohio. And I still, uh, do keep in touch with him. And there have been times throughout my priesthood, um, when I've called him, if, if I just kind of, you know, hit a rough patch or just need a wise voice and, um, I did chancery administration for many years in Omaha. I'm a priest of the Archdiocese of Omaha. You know, I'm, I'm on loan up here, but I was 15 years in our chancery working with two archbishops. And sometimes I just needed a voice sort of outside of my own circle to bounce things off of and get encouragement. And so, so he's a man I, I greatly cherish. Um, unfortunately, the two spiritual directors I was also very fond of. I had a Franciscan and a Jesuit who were dear men, holy men. Both have since passed away, um, but I think of them frequently. And even here, when I give conferences to the men, I find myself talking about my own seminary experience and um, some of the great form- formators that I had in my life. So uh, it is it is significant. And and when these um, sort of father son relationships, in a sense, are formed. You know, we really see ourselves here as, as spiritual fathers to the seminarians, yeah. and, and and we're sort of passing on uh, sort of what we ourselves have received, and, and we don't do it perfectly. We're still growing, too. You know, we also give the message, too, and John Paul says this clearly, that priesthood formation really never ends until we pass from this life. Uh, so there's this phase of what we call ongoing formation, even after ordination. So we, we emphasize that. And I'm in a class right now doing ongoing formation. So there's a, a program that I'm participating in to earn a certificate in, in seminary spiritual formation. So, um, you know, how to, how to be a seminary formator, essentially. I thought, well, Jay, I better learn how to do this. I'm running a seminary. So, you know, <laughs> even though I've been a priest for many years, I'm still learning. And uh, the, the opportunity to get away and, and consult with others uh, who, who are more wise in, in this field and done it longer, again, it's, it's really a great gift um, that the Church makes space for this process. And we really want the best for, for these young men, um, because mm-hmm. not just for them, but for their people. You know, we know the value that a good priest can make. We also know that there can be challenges and harm for those who are not well-formed or who act, don't act as a good shepherd. And so right. I think we're, we're very wide-eyed about the, uh, the significance of what we do here. Sure. And uh, in, in terms of supporting, obviously, I, I, I pray that for all these men who, are, who will be ordained on the 29th, that, that they are all um, well looked after. But how about for laity, maybe specifically in the laity in the parishes to which they, are, they will be assigned, any specific way that we can support them as new priests? 
You know, I think uh, it, it always comes down, I think, oftentimes to just sort of the simple relationships, you know. So certainly, um, you know, j- just, just the general kindnesses, uh, greeting after Mass, um, you know, lingering at, you know, going to donuts and coffee and if that's offered or whatever, you know, you know whatever kind of parish activities there are. I think the, the parish priest is going to probably first get to know those people who are involved in parishes, those are involved in parish council and committees. I remember when I was a young priest, I was part of the RCA, kind of led the RCA team, and I became pretty close with those folks, and that was kind of a window into families, into people, and I still keep in touch with some of those people, again, from many years ago. Uh, so the more that I think that people are engaged, and even if you're not super engaged, you know, maybe a lot of the listeners don't have the time or bandwidth right now to maybe to be involved in, in specific parish ministries, but just those ways of, you know, um, affirmation, you know, sending a, a note to Father if there's a, a good homily that really moved you, or um, you want to reach out to him and ask for prayers. I think I think priests love to hear how can I pray for you? And um, those kinds of, I think, sort of one-on-one connections, I think that makes it all very alive. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be a little difficult if, if it's just sort of a sea of faces out there and you don't really kind of know people. And that takes time, you know. Um, the first year is, is, is hard. I think oftentimes for a new priest, it's a new community, a new environment. He leaves sort of the structured environment of the seminary, but to know that there's friendly people there who'll be patient with him, you know, he's going to make mistakes, he may be a little awkward in the sanctuary. He might, you know, for, forget names at a meeting or mess something up. But I think just to have great patience and love uh, would be a great gift to the priest. That's wonderful. Well, Father, we thank you for the time that you've given us today on the show, and we're grateful for all the time that you give to these men as they are being formed and uh, discerning the call of God in their life further, and for these men who will be ordained to the priesthood uh, very, very soon. Before we let you go, Father, would you leave us with your blessing, please? I'd be honored to. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Joseph Taphorn, thank you so much for joining us here on Practicing Catholic. All right. Take care. God bless, Patrick. Yeah, very good. All right. We're going to head into our final break. You know, in addition to praying for an increased vocation to the priesthood, also remember to pray for Father Taphorn, the faculty and staff of the St. Paul Seminary, as well as St. John Vianney College Seminary. More things to pray for and get involved in from Paul and me when we get back. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 